Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially free business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hey mamas, welcome back to another episode of the Stable Mama Podcast. I'm so glad you're here because we have another treat for you, an amazing guest. Her name is Cassidy Arbelly. She has scaled and sustained five different businesses over the last 10 years while raising three kids. She is happily married for 10 years with an involved and supportive husband. And now she is here to give us her three top lessons that she has learned to help her become and stay a stable mama. Woo woo. I'm pretty excited about it. You know me. I love the topic of stability. So let's give her a big warm welcome. Hello, Cassidy. Welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I love your podcast and what you're doing to help other mamas who are going through some of the same things, just not feel alone. And I also feel that way now. So I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. And we are so excited to have you. And I love that you're going to talk about stability on my podcast, because if you haven't noticed, I kind of think it's awesome. (laughs) So let's get started. We always ask the same question. How do you do it? How do you keep stability in your life as you build five businesses while raising three babies? Yeah, so I definitely sometimes look like a chicken with my head cut off and feel that way as well. Um, But over the last 10 years, in order to be able to do this and do it well and still find joy and be happy and have a loving relationship, both with my children and myself and my husband, I kind of honed it down to like the three main things that I worked on and believe and keep in my mindset all the time. So one of the things that makes a huge difference, and I think that sometimes I get some slack for this because people don't understand why I feel this way, but it's made a difference in my life. And so one of the things is to had to fix my priorities and how I did that was I started putting myself first. So if I don't make sure my cup is full, I can't pour into other people the way I want to. And I don't, and I didn't want to, give people what was left of me anymore. I want to give them the best of me. And so if I don't take care of myself and put myself first, I can't do that. The second person that I put in my list of priorities is actually my husband. So he comes before my children, but he comes after me. And the reason he comes before my children, because I truly believe after 10 years of being in love from beginning to end and loving him more today than I did yesterday even has been me making sure that me and his relationship is strong and healthy so that we can be the best parents in the world for our incredible three children who come next on our priority list. So really just, I think that sometimes we need to fix our priorities and what it is we're focusing on. And for me, that was putting myself first, putting my husband right after that, and then being able to pour into our children together. 
I love that. I love that you put yourself first because there's this like stigma as a mom that we're just not allowed to come first, right? We're here to kind of be mom, right? Support our husband, be mom to our kids. We're just constantly giving of ourselves. And so often we are last on the totem pole and to switch that um, in our heads is just so hard. So how did you, how did you make that switch? How did you decide, Hey, I'm first now. I think that it happened when I really truly hit like rock bottom of burnout. And when I realized like, okay, my kids are going to move out one day and I am constantly talking to them about being their own person, doing what they truly want to do, finding joy, like being happy in their lives. Right. I'm trying to make sure that they are going to be able to be happy in their life. And especially having two daughters, I don't ever want them to feel like the only thing they're going to do in their life is just be a mom because they are their own person as well. Even though it's one of the greatest gifts, like, who are you? Don't lose yourself in your role as being a mother because that's not all that you are. And I had to almost tell myself that. And two, you know, if you're not there for yourself, you're teaching people that you don't, you don't, you're not a priority either, or that, you know, if you come second, you're letting other people second too. So I think there's like, I just hit this point where I was like, I got to start taking care of myself so that I can be capable of doing all these things that I have dreamt of doing that are important to me that I am creating. Otherwise, it's all going to fall apart and I'm going to be miserable and my husband's going to be miserable and my kids are going to be miserable and we're not going to have financial security and, you know, everything fell apart. It almost was like, this is the seed that I've got to plant and nurture in order for everything else to grow. Truth, girl, truth. I love it. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> the second thing is I think people have the wrong idea that you can find work-life balance. I honestly don't think there is a thing. There's never going to be a point where they're just in balance all the time. So my second tip or my second thing that I really had to embrace was that it's about work-life integration. And especially if you are a business owner, you should have the power and the control to be able to decide you know, when you work, how you work, how you show up. I mean, definitely we still have fires to put out and things happen. But for me, I was like, okay, how can I integrate my work and also my family and things that are important to me into my life that makes sense for me? And I think sometimes we just try to do either what everyone else is doing because we're not sure what the answer is, or we just accept that it has to be this thing that we're going to constantly struggle with when it comes to trying to balance everything out. And there's two things that I did. One, I decided there is intentional time that I have for work. There's intentional time that I have for my family. And when I am in that time, that is only for them. So getting really strict about that and making that time really, really special. So for example, with my children, I take them on dates one-on-one -on -one with mom. And when that happens, there is no work, no calls, all that stuff, right? I make sure that me and my husband go on an alone trip every single year by ourselves, no children. Um, you know, just things like that. That's just examples. But it's really about two, like there are times where my kids are in Taekwondo classes. And so I sit and work on some things while they're in a class. And so they're not feeling like mom's not there or they're not feeling like, you know, mom's always on the phone now. Like I do it in times that are very intentional and very specific that work for my life. And it's going to look different for everybody, but that's really what it's about. It's about that integration and not always just trying to find balance because if you're just looking for balance, you're not going to find it. And that's when you're going to get frustrated, burnt out, and you're going to feel like a failure because it's not even really a thing. So that's kind of my second 
thing on my list of priorities. And I don't know if you found that um, helpful or, you know, what you think about that. Um, I, I love it. And I slightly disagree, but I think we're on the same principle and I think we're on the same page. We just, we talk about it differently. So I say that there is balance. I believe in balance, but I define it differently. I, I get to define what balance looks like for me. And for me, balance doesn't mean that everything's equal and it means that it's fluid and it has a lot of same principles that you're talking about. Yeah. We just define it differently. So I, I love that you, you spoke your truth and I agree with it. I think I just call it something else. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? That's exactly what it is. It's not about just like this rigid feeling of like you're on a scale and now you've got to get it into complete balance. So like you're saying, it's fluid. There there are things that are going to come up and go down constantly. And it's never going to be this just like Zen type of like balance all the time. I guess that's more of like what I was trying to explain where when I think of integration, like, you know, it's kind of like all encompassing and you've got to just figure out a way for it to work for you. Just, just like you were saying. So yeah. It's definitely the same, really. I love it. I love it. This is so good. All right. Bring it on. What's number three? Okay. So number three is to focus on long-term positives and really making sure that I'm changing the story and dialogue about this thing called mommy guilt. I honestly think that mommy guilt is this lie that we tell ourselves. So it's really about these preconceived ideas that are out either in society or coming from maybe, you know, your family's culture or traditions or things that maybe other people thought of. And we tell these stories to ourselves and use this dialogue to ourselves mentally constantly to kind of self-sabotage or sabotage the things that we want and we make ourselves feel guilty. And when I say focus on the long-term positives, um, we kind of chatted about this before, but just an example of like, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she's eight now, has voiced several times about how proud she is of her mother for being kind of this boss and just working hard. And she constantly is coming up with business ideas. <laughs> and, you know, suddenly I realized like I'm a role model for this little girl. And I don't need to necessarily feel that mommy guilt because there's so many positive things coming from being a mom who either works or contributes financially to the household or, um, you know, has this type of power and control over her life that to me, the things that might not be working out for us as a family, because I get to do these things is minor and isn't affecting us as much as all these beautiful, positive things. And I think that, you know, I choose to focus on that and that's really helped me and really changing that story and dialogue in my own head when I'm like, oh my God, I'm being such a terrible mom. I didn't cook dinner tonight and now we're going to go get takeout and I'm in a hurry and I should have thought about this or, oh no, I missed this thing. I mean, like that stuff happens, right? But instead of just putting all these things in my head about me not being a good mom or me caring about my children or all these things that we talk about constantly or, or look at, you know, Susie across the street, she's always got it together and she's just focused on her children. She's such an incredible mom and having comparisonitis, all of that stuff is a lie. It's not even true. And really taking the time to stop myself from believing these lies and telling myself these things over and over, I've focused on saying, okay, what's actually true here? And how do I change that story in my own mind? And how do I focus on all these beautiful, positive things that are coming out of this, as opposed to, you know, the things that I think might be negative or difficult? 
I love it. I'm, I'm just going to start there. I absolutely love it. I'm not going to lie. When you first started talking and you said like their lies, I was like, oh boy, like who, this is going to be some strong stuff, but I love how you, you kept going with it and you really defined what you meant by that and how it is a story we tell ourselves and we have the ability to change it and make it for our own. So much of that mom guilt comes from our perception of what a mom is or what it needs to be or what we think it needs to be versus what we want it to be and, and how it should be for our lives. So I really like how you dove into that and, and kind of redefined what mom is for you and your family so that mom guilt isn't necessarily a a part of that and not that it isn't but that you then choose to focus on the positive and let the mom guilt go love it love it yeah so those are my three things that have really like just made a difference for me and I try to focus on and I'm always growing I want to get better every single day I'm super open-minded about just like continuing this journey and you know there's going to be things I add on but these have been like my big major things that have really just helped me stay in the zone and focused and being intentional with my family and making sure that I'm not putting all this pressure on myself to live, you know, this life in a box that kind of society or someone else is telling me I need to live and just making sure that my life is working for me and the people I love, because that's what really matters at the end of the day. And we're all happy. And, you know, I couldn't say any better things about our life and what we've built. And I'm so grateful and so honored and it just gets me super emotional and hopefully it continues like this. So I think I'm on the right track and there's so many incredible women out there that are doing this and it's inspiring to see. And I love knowing that we're not alone and I super appreciate just like what you're doing here and getting all this out and, you know, just creating a community of all these strong women. Thank you. No. And I appreciate you coming on here and just giving us your insight. I mean, five businesses, three children, they're young, your oldest is eight. And just being able to share your journey, it, it helps other women and it helps us stay in community. I feel like so often we talk about the big successes, but we don't necessarily talk about the journey to get there. We always kind of like want to push that aside and be like, yeah, that happened, but I'm here now. So I really love that you are, you're raw, you're honest and open about the journey that you, you went through and some of the big takeaways you had. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. This has been a fantastic podcast. Honestly, I loved your three big takeaways. Uh, where could we find out more information about you? Yeah, so I actually also have a podcast. It's specific more to business in general, but it's called Unburden Your Business and it's on all listening platforms, most popular on iTunes, of course. And I am really active on Instagram. And so that handle is also Unburden Your Business. You can find me anytime. I love chatting. I love getting to know other moms that are working moms or in business or anything like that. So come hang out. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Cassidy. I thoroughly enjoyed having you on this podcast and listening to your wonderful insights. Um, we sincerely appreciate here at the Stable Mama podcast and just thank you again. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you're struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.